What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your Thrives Weekly Podcast, where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, do you, are you, have you been keeping track of Asia Cup? Oh, I know something about Jordan. Yeah, Jordan beat South yeah. Korea, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made history, Zero. right? I don't know what they made history about. First time. First final. time in the final. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, uh, yeah. La. You've been watching it religiously, yeah? No, la, just the highlights. Uh. Oh, just the highlights. Yeah, because it's quite exciting so far. But okay. Jordan, I'm like, oof, now they might face either Iran or Qatar. What are they playing for? The Asia Cup. Asia Cup. And how often do they play for this? I think Asia Cup seems like Euro Cup are four years. Oh, every four years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so this year there's Asia Cup, Euro yeah. Cup, I think Copa America. Okay. Uh, And... Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. And there's Olympics. No, no, F- AFCON also. AFCON. Oh, AFCON, yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. is the Africa Af- equivalent mm-hmm. for Africa. Yeah, yeah, just completely skip for one continent. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other continent? No, la. Copa America so. is North and South America. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but interesting. Huh? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So the final, I mean, you see the highlights, it's actually quite exciting. La. Oh, is it? Uh, quite exciting. And Korea oh. has had a number of comebacks, Uh, but then they lost 2-0. Couldn't come back with this one. Couldn't come back. So why is Singapore not so interested in it? Like, why why are we not hearing more about it? I don't know. I mean, because we didn't qualify. We didn't qualify, yeah. And then Singapore football is just in a shit show as it always is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost like Asia Cup feels like a Euro Cup because we'll never be part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you it's know, like, it's, it's so a completely different both. continent. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any hope also. I mean, a few weeks ago, Malaysia was in because, mm. uh, in the news because they drew with South Korea. Yeah. But That's Singapore. Right. Huh? Okay. Yeah, Okay lah. I mean, uh, I mean, it is still f- a very festive period, so everyone's just chilling out anyway. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Uh, yeah, to you know, get people riled up about lah. Yeah, right. And you're feeling the festive festivity. Well, I don't know what that means because I think everything since COVID, I think this is the first time people are actually celebrating, celebrating. If anything, yeah. Uh, so it feels just it generally feels a bit more muted lah. I would say. Ah. Uh. And maybe the uh, the cost of living and all that as well. Things are expensive now, man. All the uh, bakwa is like insane. It's like I don't know what seventy bucks or a kilogram or something. Oh. When it, like it's gone up like 50 percent in price. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, since the last round. As in, it's not just the CNY premium. It's just over the past year, is it? Over, yeah, yeah. General Shit. inflation. I know, like uh, gem tarts. Because recently our neighbor gave us some gem tarts, and it was so nice. We looked it up online. Yeah, that gem tart was twenty plus a bottle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you said recently you also got a bottle of jam tarts. You're talking about pineapple tarts, right? Pineapple tarts. Oh, yeah, but we always call it jam tarts. Who's we? My family, yeah. Oh, how come it's called jam tarts? <laughs> I don't know, because it's jam. Oh, but it's pineapple that's jam. That's true, yeah, it's yeah. pineapple tarts. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what people, most people refer to it as, uh, uh, pineapple yeah. tarts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh. It's like jam tarts, is it some <laughs> American thing? Pop tarts, jam tarts. What is that? I guess one syllable, since young, no, it's always jam tarts. It's an um, omelette thing. Uh. I think it's so, yeah. yeah. My whole family jam is jam tarts. No one says pineapple tarts. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, uh, jam tarts. Yeah, so the world says, at least Singapore, most uh-huh. of Singapore does say pineapple tarts. Uh. Actually, I don't know whether it's a Cindy thing. Though. Really? Or Maybe. Because like, every time, like, amongst, like, Cindy families and all, it's always jam tarts. Um, so it's not my only my immediate family, it's extended family. Okay, okay, okay. Jam tarts and omelets. Got it, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll remember that next time. Uh. Yeah, okay. Because uh, when you say jam tarts, jam tarts, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's true. Like, specifically. Uh, that's true. Pineapple jam Pineapple tarts. tarts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pineapple tarts, yeah. correct, correct. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I mean, for, for you, like, what's your plan for Chinese New Year since it's coming up? Uh, basically? Might go to Ikea. Okay. Yeah. It's open? 
over yeah, Sydney. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was thinking about going to the bird park, but maybe not yet, lah. Why? Eh? Uh, just because I think we were thinking Friday half day, and then my my wife might have a full day at work. Oh, I see. Uh, so don't know. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, I want to go at some point. Have you been to the new one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, multiple times. It's great, like it? no, it's because fantastic. you got the Mandai Pass. Yeah, 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 that's right. The Wild and, Pass, right? Yeah, and the 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 new home for the birds is is really uh quite amazing, Because uh. there's no cages or anything; it's just like one big net, lah. Right? Yeah, one big dome, and then like uh, once in a while, you see uh, one or two birds escape the dome, and then you see them trying to work their way back in, lah. Uh. it? It looks like they're walking on the sky because the net is like barely visible. So it's very interesting look like they're in a very big, I don't know what is it, pelican or something. Oh, so they it's escape like and they the try sky. and get back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that's home for them, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite, I'm quite curious how they lure them back in or let them back in. I haven't watched a documentary yet about the moving of the birds from the old park to the new park. Uh, yeah, that one is quite uh, interesting also, yeah. Mm. yeah. But I mean, just the whole place itself is quite cool, quite cool yeah okay, like one day another la, big tourist attraction that can uh, you know hopefully pull people away from <laughs> yeah. other places la. yeah yeah uh but yeah i mean even though it's chinese new year week mm. parliament also said yes, yes uh and our first topic is something that was discussed in parliament yeah but before that mm. what is the regular spiel terence uh if you're new to this podcast or you haven't done so already please consider subscribing or following uh, that really helps us, you know, uh, work our way through the, the YouTube algorithm or all the algorithms and get the podcast recommended to more people, which would really help us a lot. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you enjoy it, you can always leave us a review on Spotify and Apple. Mm. Uh, right now, I think we are a strong 4.8 out of 5 with 1,100 reviews on Spotify. Yeah. The number can always do with more. Mm. Uh, and if you want to work with us, uh, re-email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. We already mm. had some people email us for either internship. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to join us, work with us, internship, whatever, just hit us up. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool. Okay, cool. so so I mean, like uh, Parliament said, mm. uh, I mean, just it's not like one of those gang buster like Parliament uh, sittings where there's a lot of polarizing topics. Mm. But one thing that did come out that got some some discussions going lah. Yeah. Um, and it was the results of the internal investigation that yeah. was done. Uh, about the very unfortunate death of a SPF officer mm. uh, who took his own life. Mm. Uh, and there was a 40-minute-long ministerial statement given by Shamugam that shed a lot more light about the incidents or like um, the the individual's history at the, at the SPF as well as the things that SPF did after and maybe during like, to help uh, uh, their employees. Mm, mm, mm. So... I mean, like, uh, I'm glad Shamogam did say that this is a, he cleared it with the parents and the family. Yeah. Because even when we are going to be talking about it, it's going to be talking about stuff that, uh, uh, it's just, it's it's factual, but it's, yeah. what's the word? Uh? It's d- uncomfortable to talk about. Uh. Yeah, and he, he's not here to defend himself, like, yeah, in whatever exactly. capacity, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess similar to why it was discussed in Parliament, why mm. we wanted to talk about it is that, mainly because of, like, the, the things that were uncovered as well as the debate between Leong Man Wai and Shamugam. Yeah. Uh, but but overall, like what 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 are things that, that stood out for you um just with this whole thing and reading up on the whole unfolding of events? Um I think what stood out was yeah, like what you say, lah, like there are a lot of details about mm. the man's uh the police officers uh personal and, and 
work performance as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even down to the number of sick sick days of MC that he got and, and things like that. Lah. Yeah. Um so it kind of tells you like what the what the debate is gonna be about. What, what what basically what the ministerial statement is going to focus on mm. and uh, and versus what public opinion might be of of anything uh, anything they say lah, right? Mm. So I think that you can tell that there's a real effort here to try to back up any statements that are being made. Lah. I mean literally going to number of days of MC or no pay leave that the person took year by year since 2015. Mm. So that's a lot of, of information. Mm-hmm. So it kind of tells you that, yeah, there's a lot of prep work that went into this this statement. So it's not just something that, uh, okay, let's just address it and just get it out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, like, why, why was this an interesting topic for you? Um... I mean, because okay, it like when the news broke. I think it was last last year, sometime middle of the year. Mm. Um, there was a lot of how you say, uh, um, whistle blowing on like n- n- horrible stuff at the workplace, like, Yeah, you know, like uh, being bullied, mm. having a superior uh, shred his uh, leave form and share the video in the team chat. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if it resulted in suicide, it. It's quite, it's quite sad, like you know. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of calls for investigation and for this investigation to be to be done and all the results to be made transparent. So after listening to Shamugam's uh, whole ministerial statement, yeah, there was a lot of info that uncovered stuff, or like no, not not uncovered that shared stuff about the happenings within SPF, mm. but also to the extent of his own personal issues, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I mean, apparently he was going through uh mental health issues, physical health issues, yeah. uh, and uh at, at the time of his death, he was actually facing like three charge, three cases of uh discipline. Mm. Some were police charges, right? Yeah. So yeah. I felt like, wow, like it is, it is quite thorough. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, does it need to be this thorough? Mm. But I guess it has to be, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but what I found interesting was it didn't even occur to me that this investigation was an internal investigation mm. until mm. Yongman Wai just asked um, that you know he said he doesn't disagree with the findings but why was this not a committee of inquiry? Mm. Mm. Then I was like, oh, actually, uh, why not? Yeah, yeah. So that was what that was what stood out for me la. And subsequently, Shamugam oh, yeah. sort of shooting him down la, right? Yeah, saying sort of. Uh, Saying that it's precisely because of sentiments like this. That's why there's paraphrasing here, but that's why there is such uh there there is such distrust of uh police forces, say in places like the UK and all. Yeah. And why should we in Singapore follow what they are doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I mean just to just to go over um uh the the overall findings of Shamugam uh of the investigation that was delivered by Shamugam, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a forty minute long statement, it's long, but basically at the high level there were a bunch of claims that was made by Yuvaraj, Yuvaraja before his death. Mm. Um, there were certain instances of racial slurs uh, that were discovered to have been made. Mm. Um, and apparently the officers uh, apologized to Yuvaraja. He was asked whether he wanted to press further charges and he decided not to. Mm. Um, and then certain claims about the toxic work environment I think the shredding of the paper, that mm. one, that claim was verified, substantiated. Yeah. yeah. Um, the claims of a cover-up when um, apparently Yuvaraja wrote that he blew the whistle on officers that he caught vaping. Um, from this investigation, it was um, uh, concluded that an investigation was done. Mm. The 
there was no cover-up and that complaint was not substantiated. Mm. And another um, uh, thing that Yuvaraja pointed out was that his, he was held back in his career. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, Shamukam said there was enough evidence to say he was uh, transferred to six different units, which is a significant number of postings, even down to Yuvaraja's claims that he invited his colleagues but no one came for the wedding. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there was only one formal invitation sent to his officer in charge but who could not attend because he was sick. Um, and the CEO was told about the wedding but did not, he didn't receive an invitation. Yep. Then Yuvaraja had three ongoing investigations that were um, levied against him by his mom, his mm. brother mm. and his sister-in-law, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the number of leave, the days of leave and Shamugan was kind of pointing out that, you know, for to for him to take that much of leave, not many organizations might be open to that. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, and there was no cover up. So, like with, with all that, uh, I thought okay, that that's pretty extensive. But then, what made me think was like when Leong Leong Manwai asked that question mm, mm. and Shamugam's subsequent uh response like, which was along the lines of what you said. The reason um why they did not do the committee of inquiry is because they don't want the officers to be held out to dry. Mm. And they don't want every allegation to have a con- committee of inquiry be done because apparently that has led to a lot of low morale in countries like the UK. Mm. But but what, what did you make of that whole exchange? Um I the uh, I think I mean Shamuga actually laid out a lot of information. Like, yeah, right? yeah. That uh even for ourselves as running you're running a business and having employees and stuff like that, you know, we've had uh, or even not even running your own business, like, just being a boss and everything, like, right? And having people under you. There are instances where someone, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this the instance in, in, in this case, like, but some people, they, they, you know, sometimes they do have, when they do complain about the, you know, workplace or the bosses and things like that, uh, there are, there are those who, who do stretch the truth as well, like, right? Mm. You know, in order to, get something that they want from whether it's compensation or something from the company that they work for, right? Mm. Uh, and I've been in instances where I was a superior and then there have been uh, employees like that, right? I'm not saying that I was, I'm, you know, that they are completely wrong or I'm, I was completely right or I, or there was, there's, you know, there's, because there's obvious imbalance, right? When the mm. employee, between employer and employee. But what I'm saying is that sometimes, uh, you know, these things, when an employee goes to report to MOM or something like that, they do take up considerable resources, like, right, on the side of the superior, the boss to have to handle, like, right? Mm. And, um, I mean, so I, I can see the argument from the case of, like, assessing whether something requires a committee of inquiry. Does, you you have to measure, like, yeah, like, the, you have to measure different things, like the impact on the morale of everyone involved, or even the impact on the people involved, their careers, like, right? Because, mm. It will it will sort of be under they'll be under investigation for for quite a long period of time. It's not a few a matter of weeks or what. It's probably months at the very least, right? Mm. Um, and then you need to understand like um that when you launch a, when you start a, an inquiry like that, that it will have knock on effects on the the officers involved, but also the, the department and mm. overall the whole uh the whole police force, lah. Down to like what Shamugam was saying about morale within the police and public perception of the police, like, right? Because mm. I think, um, especially in the West in recent times, there's been a lot more scrutiny on police officers, 
uh, and the work of the police in places like the U.S. and you know about racism and discrimination in the, in the within the police, lah, right? Mm. Especially in places in the West, lah. So I think he is. Shamungu uh, was merely jumping to that extreme of asking <clears throat> Young Man why, like, hey, why why do you want to do this to bring those kind of discussions here to Singapore, lah, right? Um, but I, I think it's also it's also important to point out, like, going straight to a committee of inquiry, uh, there needs to be certain, I think there needs to be certain um, uh, requirements for there to actually launch a committee of inquiry, like, right? And not necessarily just because, uh, or because one officer alleged this thing, then they jumped to the committee of inquiry. Like. Mm. So I, I get his argument for, for the committee of inquiry. What I didn't understand was, uh, uh, why could it have been answered why? Why Liang Manwai's answer couldn't uh, Liang Manwai's question couldn't have been answered in a more just facts uh, civil mm. in just a more civil way uh, right of of understanding the requirements to go to the committee of inquiry uh, right yeah yeah because I I can buy his argument I can buy Shan Wugan's argument uh, right mm. but when he became so almost so defensive and almost like saying oh Liang Manwai you weren't listening to my speech right you were not in the chambers when I was <laughs> because they literally <laughs> had the exchange where. <laughs> He asked the Speaker of Parliament, hey, was Leong Man Wai in Parliament? Can you ask, ask him whether he was listening to my speech? Uh, right? Yeah, then Leong Man Wai walks up, presses yeah. the mic. Uh, yes, yes, I was. Yes, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I felt that then that, that went a little bit like, okay, I mean, attacking him personally yeah. rather than just addressing the question, like, which I think is is a question that, you know, like like even you also had like, after Leong Man Wai uh, raised it, like, right? I think it could have been answered in a more objective manner. Uh, I, I don't. I don't disagree with his points, but I think the way he answered it just, you know, made people like question even for the oh, why are you so defensive? You know, like why yeah. are you why why are you trying to cover? Which is not necessary, lah, right? Yeah, I think I think that's the sentiment I was left with, uh. Yeah. Because like Long Man Wai, he really just asked that one question, hmm. and I think he spoke for like thirty seconds when asking the yeah. question. He he said, and I paraphrase something along the lines of, I don't disagree with the findings, mm. but given the the fact that there was a life that was lost, why mm. was there no committee of inquiry? And Shamukum, I think, went back and spoke for like seven or eight minutes. He he got visibly riled up. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, he even said at one point, do you not remember the facts from the UK? Wait, let me get yeah. the facts. And then he, he picked up his iPad, <laughs> took like, I think, logged in, you know, yeah. face ID and all, go and pull up the stuff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching on YouTube so it, I, and I was listening on YouTube so it went quiet for a while and I thought oh, my, <laughs> phone, my phone reception died or something <laughs> no, <laughs> he was getting his iPad and and after that he even said you know like um, I, I think how he rebutted Leong Manwai was saying which aspect do you disagree with mm. uh, and and yeah like, I think he even said that if we start doing this committee of inquiries uh, it could result in low morale which means that in the UK I think 70% of the police officers don't wouldn't recommend someone to join the police force yeah and then Shamugam extended it by saying, is that like what you want in Singapore? Mm. Singapore is a high trust society. There's a lot of trust in uh, 90%. I'm not so sure yeah. where that stat came from, have trust in SPF. Yeah. Um, so which a- aspect of the findings do you disagree with? And then Leong Manuai came in and said, it's not that I disagree with the finding. Mm. And I mean, again, like, like spa back, like, he said, I think Minister is not being attentive to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking what was going through his mind. So, I totally agree with like, what you said about how just the way it was defended leaves me with like, huh, is mm. there something that is being hidden? Mm. Which mm. is which is exactly not what we want, right? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like, I get also how the committee of inquiry will require more manpower, more resources it'll take. 
But then, Committees of Inquiry have been uh, commissioned before. Mm, mm. I think the most recent one we were talking about before we started recording was the case of the individual who... Uh, the ragging incident. The ragging yeah. incident, yeah. right? Yeah. Which resulted in some very... Uh, harsh punishment. Harsh punishment, yeah. right? So in this case, yeah, it's just another case of the message being delivered. Um, because... Yeah, so so I mean the the tough part about listening to the history of Yuvaraja was it's tough to say like, but like mm. I think yeah, has it that there was it sounds like you know with with the days of leave and all mm. listening to that it almost felt like it was kind of blaming or like laying out the facts such that uh it was more about his performance as opposed to the culture of the organization. Mm. That's the feeling I got, lah. It's like, okay, this guy. I know you said you cleared with the family. Uh, he's not here to defend himself. You are being respectful of it, but listening to the forty minutes, I was like, oh shit, this is painting Yuvaraja in a very negative light, lah. Mm, mm. So, and then of course with that context and certain cl- um complaints not being like uh verified, it makes you feel like, oh, then maybe it is. It was something to do with him and not the organization. Mm, mm. Which does that make me have more faith in SPF? I don't think so. Mm. so then it just feels like oh this is just getting like that that ugly kind of stage where he's diving very deep and uncomfortable but it's not really resolving the issue that Shamugam pointed out which is trust in the organization mm. so at the end of it I'm just like Oof. That's, that was weird uh, yeah the laying out of the facts I think uh, it ends up yeah, like, anyone reading it you will somehow come to come to some kind of judgment about yeah. the person right? which uh, isn't the I think it's not the crux of the issue, like, right? Maybe yeah. people want to know about whether about the result of the inquiry about workplace bullying, whether it really existed and all that, right? Mm. As opposed to questioning the cre- credibility of the person. Yeah. Um but that said, uh I think he was making a point that the credibility of the person whistleblowing uh, is also something to to think about in this instance, lah. Mm. Uh, because he did bring up his uh, quite extraordinary um, record of no pay leave and and medical leave over over like seven eight, eight years, lah. Right, and it, it even begs the question, like, oh, if someone is absent from work from a certain job for so such a long period of time, in any job, lah, right? Not even like talking about police, but any job. Uh, would the person even still be underemployment? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's a question that I saw a lot online as well, where people saw the actual record, his work record. People like, uh, yeah, this is you know the the question is why didn't he leave himself if if it was yeah. causing such stress to him, or even why didn't the organization you know um, agree to part ways like, right? You yeah. know, because it seemed like there was really it was. Tough, tough for him, like, right? I think there was one year where he was on medical and no pay leave for 206, yeah. 80 days. Yeah, yeah. So he was like working for 80 days of the year. Like. Yeah. And um, I think we are trying to be a bit more sensitive about it also because you don't immediately say that just because he was taking medical leave means that, you yeah. know, it's, he was a bad performer at work, like, right? Yeah. Uh, But I, I would also guess that part of the line of thinking is like if you're, you know, if you're only working that number of days uh in a within a year or so and then but you're making saying that there's workplace discrimination and all that. It's also not a a very fair or, or complete picture of what the workplace is like, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not there uh, a lot of the time or so like, right? So I think that's to some extent uh that is part of the argument and, and 
that's where I feel like, okay, I understand why they had to bring it up, even though it's not pleasant. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there's one thing, like, uh, like, you know, even though it wasn't stated uh, explicitly, it was kind of hinted that because you don't want to hang out um, your SPF uh, employees to dry mm. and you don't want to have to convene these inquiries over and over again for every little allegation, mm. it almost sounds like, uh, how you say, uh, trust the system. Mm. And it feels like a very outdated way of thinking. Mm. And and that's where I feel like, okay, um, is that a good enough defense? Lah? Yeah. It's like saying, I mean, there have been a lot of time spent in parliament discussing stuff like, you know, right out. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it has nothing to do with policy making. Mm. It is just so much time, so much uh, mainstream consciousness was dedicated to that, to, to clear something that you could argue that it has nothing to do with policy. Mm. So when he was saying that, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't sit well. Mm. That just because we need to protect morale, we don't want to hang out these people to dry if they are innocent. Mm. But does it always work like that? No. Mm. Uh, and I think that is not a strong enough case. Yeah. Because it feels like the organization must evolve, you know. I do agree that sometimes maybe too much transparency, too much free speech, not ideal. But going to the other extreme and saying, is this uh, what you want for Singapore where all these committees of inquiry will reduce morale to the point where police officers will not recommend it as a job to the point mm. that no one joins? Which I feel like, huh? how is that yeah. an argument? So yeah, yeah, I think it is a bit of a stretch to bring yeah. all the way to talk about morale. Yeah. When actually, I think maybe a, a better approach would have been to lay out like what are the the sort of like the the benchmarks for commissioning a, a committee of inquiry, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Like like in what instances do you determine that a committee of inquiry is 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 required? Like first, there is an internal investigation, and and you know like even if it clears internal investigation, it has to be that investigation has to be reviewed by somebody and then if somebody thinks that there's nothing or if there's something or that something still needs to be investigated, then we look to the next step. So yeah, just laying these out in, in greater detail would have probably have uh, uh, answered the one wise question more clearly and, and more objectively. Like, without it, seem like, uh, oh, so what? You you don't support our police, like, that kind of, that yeah. kind of statement, like, you know? Yeah. Because that's what it felt like when, when he said it, like, yeah. Yeah, so so I mean, even looking for what are the requirements to convene a committee of inquiry, mm. it wasn't the easiest to find. But I mm. found something on the Min Law website, yeah. which was the, let's see, uh, it was the Inquiries Act that was mm. established in 2007. But basically, the new act um, kind of provides provisions, and I'm reading off the, the thing, for the appointment of committees of inquiry for which the modern framework similarly will apply. Mm. Uh, and also, um, it it um allows for uh for for situations that do not raise major issues of public policy. It may be more appropriate for the relevant minister convene convene a committee of inquiry to investigate. Mm-hmm. So this new law allows ministers to convene a COI in various situations mm-hmm. uh, that might not be clearly related to public policy. Which when I read it, I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe there isn't really like a quantifiable set of uh, checklists for which COIs must be convened and it's more mm. the discretion of the minister. Yeah. Which then makes it seem like it's subjective. Mm. Which mm. then makes it seem that it is really dependent on the minister. Mm. Which feels like, oh shit, is that a good thing? Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's the one wise probably question, right? Yeah. Like, why didn't you convene 
uh, committee of inquiry, la, right? And it was not answered well, la, right? It was not. It was answered with a bit. Uh, I think too much emotion, maybe. It made it feel like, uh, yeah, it, it sort of like, wow, why so defensive, la, Right? Yeah, but it feels like it. It it will end there, la, Right? There's nothing more after that. I suppose so, uh, unless it's debated again in Parliament. But if the seems like the where they where it came from, I mean, and Leong Manwai also after that, I think he also sort of like just said that his thing was he was just asking a question, la, right? What was so, in the mind of the minister? Yeah, la, what was right? in the mind? He's trying to understand and everything, la. So I, I guess he's also not like aggressively pushing that there must there has to be one. He's not banging the rostrum like he did before. But he just asked one question that books, <laughs> la, yeah, that books, yeah. But like at the end of the day, like we're, we're, I mean, I think we talked about the 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 the, the death last year. Mm. But where are you like after this whole thing and all the unfolding now? Like, well, what are you kind of like thinking? What What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts is I, I think there is an element of like yeah as the home affairs minister, he also is is defending his his team right. Mm. Um, but the relationship between the public and the police, I think, in Singapore is very different from the relationship between uh, public and police in, in other places or so. So it's it's uh, just taking taking the example wholesale or in putting applying it here doesn't really. Uh, I, I think also got got to consider la, right about the benefits and everything of of that la. Mm. Yeah, but I guess it's the same thing we have heard, right? Don't don't import these foreign yeah uh, debates, you know, like uh, when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's literally been stated by a, a, a minister or a politician about importing these sort of cultural issues, yeah, right? Yeah. So in this case, yeah, like I think we can all see that the the division between the police and the public in other countries sometimes can be quite ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't want to go there, but this one feels like it's another thing, like okay. Yeah, don't bring their problems here. Mm, Which mm. feels like... And then I was thinking like, well, then what is Shamugam's stop process? But remember when he came on our podcast and we asked him about Pofma? Mm. His main thing, which I think was quite eye-opening for you also, was that the short-term thing, yeah, there'll be things. But 10 years down the road, when people look back, mm. it, like you won't care about the noise, but you will, the thing that matters most is that this fact was proven to be wrong. Mm, so mm. maybe in this case, it's also like that, like, not to set a precedent. Like. Mm, mm. Which also feels like, mm, is that the best? Is that the way forward? I don't know, man. Uh, then what's the way, what, what do you see is the, the way forward? for? Because that, sometimes though? I also feel like sometimes the way forward that organizations are thinking, I also think, like, hey, mm. you don't have to go to that extent. Like, you know, mm. sometimes I feel like being too woke yeah. uh, and being too transparent is also not in society's best interest. Mm. But I would imagine that his defense here would be the same defense that would be used like 30 years ago. Mm. Mm. Which then makes me feel like, okay, is this really the 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 way it should be done now like maybe I don't know maybe like the the if a committee of inquiry was done um it would almost feel like okay we are almost not scared of the truth mm. we're not covering up anything we're putting everything out there yeah and to establish trust la. Mm. so I don't know so that's why I think Leok Manwai's question it poked but there's something very real there la. Mm. Mm. yeah but I don't know what the what the line is la, how transparent was this okay everything internal yeah, yeah. And I guess that's what, yeah, having some kind of like understanding the threshold before which you you think about doing a committee of inquiry. Yeah. Uh, where, where it doesn't feel uh, arbitrary, like, right? I think that's important to explain to people yeah. how, your thought process about it. Like. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been, he's put a lot of facts out there. Yeah. 
but uh, uh yeah i'm not sh- maybe the the fact that it's in parliament and you know it's it's open to i mean it, it's in parliament so people don't feel like it's as objective as it can it can be like right? yeah, um, yeah in the sense that they they want to feel like there's some distance between uh the between the what the ministers uh, you know when they convene a committee and then that committee does the investigating versus the internal investigation, lah, right? But then is it just optics or not, Terrence? What, the committee of inquiry? Like, the fact of having to go through that process just to please the optics. I mean, yeah, there definitely is an element of that, lah, right? Uh. And, and like you said, lah, right? Maybe for the public, it might it just, it might uh, make people, uh, yeah, once and for all, they just dis- uh, understand that, oh, okay, this, these are the facts, lah, right? Mm. Um. But at the same time, there's also still be people who will question whether the committee of inquiry is is really like the you know, objective use of and everything. Money and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So both ways, I think there will be people who are unhappy about it. Like, not even the the use of money; they will just be about is it really this committee? Is it even objective? Like, right? Because it's a committee convened by by you know uh, by people in parliament or so, mm. like, right? So. Maybe there's like like what Shamogan was saying, like the short term versus the long term, like, right? Thinking about those two issues and, and what kind of precedence his decisions will set. Mm. That's what that's what uh that's his thought process behind it, like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the delivery of the response, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's just like I mean, just based on looking online, of yeah. course within the bubbles that exist online, Facebook comments, Reddit posts, I think there is a sentiment that, hey, how come why so defensive? Mm. I don't know whether there's a vocal minority, like. Yeah. Because okay. I don't know how many people would actually watch this whole ministerial statement and see that things unfold. Mm. Because it's one of those things that, unlike, like, say, HDB prices that affect the masses, mm. in this case, it is particular to a certain organization. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man. It was just uh, oh, not the easiest thing to watch and listen to. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that's the... It's a quite heavy topic uh, to begin with. Mm. Um, but uh, there's this one this other topic that we're talking about is um, something that also is affecting a lot of uh, uh, young people uh, right mm. in our tertiary institutions but um, don't think it's something that you really want to convene more people to yeah. to actually look at because there's a the whole point of the problem now is that there are just too many people doing it uh, right mm. And uh, what is this thing that people are doing that's <laughs> irritating our poor students at NTU and US? It is a, a wave of uh, tourists mm. from uh, mm. foreign countries who have apparently uh, and are apparently going to the campuses of NTU and NUS yeah. to walk around, you know, take pictures of the students there, take pictures of the campus, and sometimes even join lectures. Mm. And these are tourist groups that come as part of a tour yeah. organized by agencies. Mm. So, the latest update is that NTU is going to impose a fee on tourists mm. uh, who come. Mm. So, I mean, even on this CNA article, the 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 main picture is like a tourist taking a picture of, I guess, his daughter yeah. uh, in front of one of the more iconic buildings of NTU, like, known mm. as the Hive. Mm-hmm. So, the background is apparently like um, there are a lot of foreigners who want, their, who want to take pictures and understand university life because maybe they see their kids going there in future. It's like, you know, you hear people go for Harvard tours, mm-hmm. you know, Oxford tours. Yeah. So it's NTU and US. So why shouldn't yeah. we be proud, Terrence? Yeah. It's why a... not? <laughs> we have reached 
the the strat the stratospheric levels of being a university. Yeah. That when people come to Singapore, they see it as a tourist spot. Mm, 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 mm. Shouldn't we be beaming with pride? Is NTU being too salty? The, I mean, the, my first thing was like, I'm quite shocked that the tourists can just walk around freely mm. around campus, like, right? Uh, I mean, around campus, okay, but like to use uh, the facilities and, you know, go up and down the floors of the building, uh, being able to eat in the canteen and things like that. Mm. Uh, I'm quite surprised, because I think um, our experience uh, with a university overseas uh, is that a lot of the buildings, the university buildings, are actually not open to the public that way, like, right? Mm. That easily, where you can just walk in and out freely. You often, even back there, you had to have a student card and then, and you had to sort of like tap in every time, like, kind of easy link like that. Like. So I'm very surprised that the tourists can literally just walk into classes so, mm. and just sit down and listen to lectures because that is not possible. Uh, in our time in our university. Right? But then conversely, mm. I was not surprised. Oh, okay. Because in our previous life, yeah. we actually filmed two videos. Oh, yes. Correct, one correct. in NUS, mm. one in NTU, yeah. where we walked around, yeah. we filmed, I think we ate at the canteen yes, as well. Yes. Yeah. And if we wanted to join lectures, I think we could have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that's where I think maybe it's like, you know, in the U- in the US you wouldn't expect to leave your laptop on a table at a cafe, go to the mm. toilet and come mm. back and it still be there, right? Yeah. Singapore there is that trust. Yeah. So maybe it's also embedded in these universities. So that's why I was actually not not surprised that they could do it. Mm-mm. In fact now I'm thinking, how is the university gonna impose this fee? Yeah. No, but but the I think walking around the campus, like the green open areas, the green areas, talking to people along the walkways or there, I think okay. This uh understandable even in our university and all, mm. but to walk into the buildings and to lecture halls, get and all. To lecture halls, and things like that. That to me, it's a security breach because mm. it's like, um, isn't that what you pay your security guards or your security systems for, like, to prevent people from using the facilities that are really strictly only for students, like. like like your professor's time and things like that, like, right? Mm. That's the part I I was very shocked by. And I, I mean, um, I, I don't know because we didn't do that. Like, we didn't walk into lectures and, and everything. But yeah, like, the rest of the campus, uh, okay, like, we, we, we got around. But yeah, the being able to just walk into like, lectures is SMU. crazy, man. SMU? Huh? Yeah. I know there are gantries that you have to enter and mm-hmm. exit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether any lecture halls are within that instance. Okay, let's say LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. LaSalle, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's a tertiary institution. Yeah. You can take the lift, go up, and you can just enter one of the classrooms. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Um. So that's why, like, yeah, it, it. I don't know whether we want to go down the path of like having all these security, these campuses bolted up and all. Um. Because then, like, NTU and US are huge, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Like but the, you just did a you just did a shamugam. Which is why I know, I know, I know. I was you just, just went to the extreme. Like, just, that. just cause more security doesn't mean that you like, bolt up the whole Terrence, university. you see other universities <laughs> outside, huh? In the US, they're talking about guns, no? Yeah. You know, yeah. they're talking about having teachers armed with guns. Is that what you want in Singapore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, as I was saying, I could feel my inner shamugam coming out also. <laughs> la. But this one, I just found it fucking hilarious. La. Yeah. Um, but also, it feels like another thing that in Singapore that is being like, uh, how you say, uh, commoditized. La. 
Mm-hmm. Is that the polite word for what you're thinking? Oh, like pour, pouring out. Because <laughs> la. <laughs> I think you used that word previously when oh, you talking about Fuck, it. man. Next time, I think sitting at the void deck also, right? Yeah. They're going to be a fee la, for tourists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going to mama shop. You know, these, these mama shops won't just be mama shops. They'll be like artisanal snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the side of things. I'm like, oh, shit. Everything is becoming like a way to milk uh, foreigners. La. But isn't that like, um, it's a microcosm of the problem of Singapore society now, la, right? Uh. The fact that um, your country or your university is so desirable that foreigners all want to come here, but they coming here will cause there to be issues, la, right? Mm. Like overcrowding, et cetera, et cetera, which is what, you know, people are complaining about campus, public transport, overcrowding, things like that are all being affected by visitors. Uh, but that tells you something, like right? That foreigners want to come here; mm. they want to uh, be a part of your university and, and things like that, lah. Uh, isn't that like uh, good thing? Yeah, like literally, isn't that what the discussion about? Yeah, isn't that doesn't that tell you that the place you're living is one of the better ones, already, lah, or the place that you're yeah. studying is one of the better ones? And I mean, it's hard to say, tell these tourist agencies also that and clamp down. That means you cannot come to NTU. They'll find a way around. Yeah, it. they'll find a way around it. Right. So. I guess, yeah, like, this is a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. NUS and NTU are ranked, uh, even though university rankings very polarizing, very controversial, mm-hmm. but they're both ranked, I think, 19th and 36th. I don't know which one is yeah. 19th, which one is 36th. Oh, NUS is uh, 19th globally, mm-hmm. according to the Times Higher Education, mm-hmm. and NTU is 36th. Yeah. So, so you're saying, like, it's, it's, it comes, it's part and parcel of the pride that we have. I actually think so, because... Um, Again, maybe not apples to apples comparison, but the mood in last time when we went to university, mm. the idea of like students or parents coming to visit the school or that was actually a very, uh, it was a very big part of the student life there, like, right? Where there'll be ambassadors going to lead these groups around campus and touring and telling them about the history and, and how exciting it is to study in our campus and all that. And I don't know about you, but it gave me a sense of, yeah, that sense of pride like, that people oh, yeah, want yeah, to come to definitely. university, that it's a very desirable place to come and sure, go and walk around and everything. Like, you know, don't, of course, don't disrupt my classes. Don't don't make the services that are for students. Uh, don't, don't compromise the student, uh, the student services for these tourists, like, right? Mm. But it was, uh, there, I think there was this general sense of pride. Like, oh, you know, yeah, Obviously, people want to come into our university. Oh, yeah. Nice I always place. walk with a spring in my step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then, uh. they, then you see, you know, parents and then they ask you, if you walk by, they ask you a question, you're like, yeah, you know, it's great and blah, blah, blah right? Mm. So, I don't see it as a bad thing that people want to see in university. What I see is a bad thing is that the, the, the university is not catering enough resources to this, the idea of outreach, right? Mm. That means they're not making sure that these tour groups at all are, you know, properly cordoned off or at least they know where yeah, where they can or can't go that they don't use services that are meant for the student community like like um, you know the canteen or public transport the, the public transport system within the school they don't use those services and, and end up like clogging them up for all the students uh. so th- actually the fault is on the university you know mm. it's not the tourists because I think they they're just doing what tourists do like, right? or, or you know uh, parents do like they they're doing research about where the children will, might potentially go for university, mm. and it's not the fault of the 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 students either like, right? I mean they're just trying to get by. They're not. I don't think that the demands are too 
they're asking for too much where, you know, our classes are not disrupted. People are not gawking at us all day. I don't think those are uh, extraordinary demands, especially in light of, you know, everything we, we know about about uh, sexual assaults in universities these days, mm-hmm. like, right? You know, what, what we've heard in the last decade or so. I don't think there's too much to ask for of the students. So I, it's the university administration that I feel like uh, need to do something better than just charging people money. Because honestly, their money also, like they're already on holiday, they're already spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like what, even if you charge an entry fee, it's like going to the zoo or something like It's just you pay long. And where you want to sign in. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so basically you're saying like, take the approach like to prostitution that Singapore took. Like, Which is, it's going to happen. Yeah. Let's just regulate it. Yeah. More heavily uh, regulated. More heavily regulated. Yeah. And, because... And, no, no, not saying you take pride in, in the prostitution, but I understand it. It, it will it happen, happen regardless. Yeah, it happen. And if and if people are coming to university, it's a it's a it's a good thing, like it's, it's telling people that uh, university is desired, like, right? So actually it's like the double edged sword of anything that has fame, like, right? Mm. Uh I mean, on a much more modest level, mm. it's like when people approach us on the street, mm. we say, Hey, fuck you, you paid to take selfie. Mm. Mm. You know, or you're like, Oh my god so many people approaching me. The yeah. one response to someone who says that is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah, okay? yeah, you yeah. can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. You just have to deal with it, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so maybe like, so in that case, yeah, I I, I was trying to look whether NTU, because, you know, like what you say at our union, a lot of overseas unions, I think the school organizers is to us, right? Yeah, yeah. So in this case, it is almost like an opportunity for students to run like, um, a, a small business, lah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where you you start allocating resources to this, you let the students run it, yeah, and it becomes a thing that you somewhat regulate it, but you also kind of like it's like a win win, lah, almost, yeah, yeah. Uh, and make it like a specific period, lah, right? Yeah, like, you know how a lot of universities or what have open houses and things like that mm. for for people Sun to come and see. Yeah. So I mean, if they know that this period, maybe during I don't know Chinese New Year, because there's a lot of like tourists from China during that period and all that. Mm. Maybe you, you specifically make it during this period la, and then, yeah, la, get student groups to actually operate it, which is what, which is what it was, la, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Back then, like, the tours were run by, like, student, student ambassadors yeah. and things like that. And then, there's a sense of ownership and there's a sense of, like, responsibility for these groups or so. It's not just, like, some random third-party tourist agency that comes and does it. And la. you feel pride, la, you know? Yeah. Like, people are wanting to come to your uni, like what yeah, you said. Yeah. And then maybe yeah, like like even you can charge like the 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 kopitiam there and all. You charge the tourist price like you bring them to this mm, one store, you know. Correct, correct, yeah. Uh, that I mean, it feels like there is um, a lot that can happen there from the university university's perspective also, like. Yeah. Who knows that? I don't know whether maybe this is something they are actively working on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just found it funny because I, I think like like what you said like back then and US and TU maybe they were not as well known. Yeah. But now they got a pretty decent rap. Like, yeah, right? a big rap. And, and yeah. Singapore also, we got pretty decent rap globally. Yeah. Uh, whereas 10 years ago, like, people, like, you go abroad, like, people don't even know where the hell Singapore is. Like. Yeah. Now we got the TikTok CEO here. Yeah, yeah. And then the DBS CEO, everything, you know. But yeah, I mean, like, if you build something like the Hive, you know, that building, the very beautiful building. People will come. People will come. And that's what the architecture is there for, for people to admire or so, you know. And you can't say no, you can't come and see it and everything because it's an educational institution. And actually going to the campus, it is refreshing. Like. I remember mm. when we went to film there, it was always very nice. Like. Yeah. There's a nice energy. But rest assured, uh, according to an NUS spokesperson, they are monitoring the situation. Monitoring. Yeah, NUS is monitoring. <laughs> At least NTU, like, okay, they, they took action. NUS yeah, is yeah. monitoring. Yeah. Yeah, monitoring. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like, interesting. Huh? Mm, mm, mm. No, I mean, good, good for the universities and uh 
in some ways, I also yeah, like, encourage the students to see it as like your your university, the place you're studying at is very desirable. La, right? yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. they're checking you out. La, right? It's like, yeah, so, so, you know, people say, oh my God, so many guys, so many girls are checking me out. Oh my me. God. <laughs> shut up, la, okay? Or would you rather Just date like nobody up. gives a shit about your university and every time you mention it, nobody, everyone's like, oh, is it? I never heard of it. Oh, okay, okay. You know, that kind of thing. Like, what do you want? Huh? What do you prefer? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that me. Yeah, so interesting. I mean, I hope something comes out of it for mm. NUS and NTU. Yeah. Uh, feels like an exciting thing that could be done. Especially you have entrepreneurial students everywhere. Yeah. Uh, feels like, yeah, just just harvest some of that energy, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool, man. But yes, yes, yes. So, uh, what is your one short comment? For the last few days, uh, my one short comment, uh, like um, I would say, uh, okay, so one short comment. I mean, okay, one comment that caught my eye was something by a long-time commenter, original goat, um, on the recent podcast we did about uh, foreign interference law invoked against businessmen in Hong Kong, left outraged by Messi. Uh, even though on that podcast we talked about. Referring our previous episode before that about Senator Tom Cotton interviewing, mm. uh, what you might call it, show uh, during the the hearing. Yeah, basically this commenter to put, I'm afraid you're being much too naive in trying to justify Senator Cotton's actions. Mm. In the American context, he's just race baiting or racial profiling in the same way that his supporters go from the 9/11 hijackers were Muslim to any dark skinned man wearing a turban must be a terrorist. Uh, unfortunately, a long history um, about towards uh, of injustice towards Chinese Americans. He doesn't give a shit about FICA or the CCP. Uh, he would have used the same tactics against the Japanese CEO uh, back in the 1980s. So, I mean, it caught my attention because I still feel that it's a bit of an extreme take. Uh, I think even today or uh, the Straits Times wrote an article saying that, you know, Tom Cotton knew exactly what he was doing and it's a performative thing. Mm. But, I found it curious because the episode was literally about someone in Singapore who had ties to the CCP. Uh, but yeah, so I, I have to politely disagree with his comments about just us being too naive. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's important to consider as many sides as possible. Yeah. Uh, and just the whole wave of show being totally innocent is just uh, annoying me. I think you can quote the other another regular Yalabak commented commenter, mm. uh, Internet Lurker 96, mm. who I think he stated that, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, like, yeah. he could be doing his race baiting thing, but at the same time, he also could be, you know, questioning the CCP alignment, the alignment between uh, TikTok and the CCP and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So it could be a little bit of both. Because imagine... It's, 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 it's kind of, what we don't want is like, everyone just say, oh, it's just a racist thing and nothing yeah. else, like, you know? Because imagine if a Singaporean-born American senator, Chinese mm. guy, was asking the same questions. Yeah. Would yeah. that be racist then? Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. maybe it doesn't even need to be the same race. If it's not a white man, yeah. if it's a, 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 a minority female, would it still be racist? Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, I think like what uh, that commenter said, like, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Oh, shook lah, Harish. Like, took off the racial lenses. I took it off, this. man. And it's a new it 2024, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took it off. I think I woke up, I had not put on the racial lens oh, yeah, yet, no, yeah, no, so I could yeah. be objective. <laughs> I could be objective, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was my one short comment. Yeah. Uh, uh, my one is uh, on from YouTube, from Vic Shack, uh, on an episode talking about the migrant workers who got co-play tickets. Mm. Uh, he says, uh, I manage a foreign workers' dorm in Singapore. 
Sometimes the simple things bring them joy. We organized a MasterChef event in the dorm last year and they were given a special surprise meat to cook, which were lobsters. Who would have thought, right? Foreign workers cooking lobsters. So Coldplay, uh, regarding Coldplay, which was what our discussion was about, right? Who says the foreign workers don't know Coldplay? They're all human. Let's stop complaining and judging if they deserve the tickets. Mm. And he ends by saying, by the way, you guys are a staple in my life now. Keep doing what you do and keep whacking the heck out of the omelette. I spelled it correctly. Omelette, <laughs> man. Yeah. Omelette yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. Fucking omelette forever, yeah. So, yeah, nice message. You know, I think uh, someone who's on the ground working with foreign workers telling mm. us that, yeah, la, you know, let's, I think some Singaporeans are taking it too too seriously. La, the too seriously, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And what about your one shield thing? Uh, My one shield thing is actually this Netflix uh, feature documentary mm. that, uh, you know, I think it came to our attention recently, but it's Ice Cold. It's about, um, it's an investigation, no, no, it's a documentary about a very peculiar case during the 2015 or something like that when when a, a pair of friends, uh, Indonesian friends, went to a cafe in Indonesia uh, to have a coffee. Um, and then after drinking a sip of the coffee, one of the friends started convulsing and died. Uh, apparently, uh, or allegedly, of cyanide poisoning, right? Mm. And the friend ended up, the friend who was there at the cafe ended up getting convicted for of premeditated murder. Oh, shit. So, yeah, this documentary was, the interesting thing is actually uh, made by a production company in Singapore as well, mm-hmm. who, you know, had to go to Indonesia and interview a lot of people and make this interesting documentary. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty decent. I, I, I would encourage everyone to check it out. Yeah. Mm. And uh, won't, spoil, won't spoil it for anyone about what, what happens with the case and all. So, you finished the whole thing already, is it? Yeah, yeah it's a feature. It's about an hour and a half, ice cold. I think it's the story of uh, Jessica Wong So, if I'm not wrong. That's her name. I yeah. see. Um, cool. Uh, all right. So, so my one is uh, something out of the Grammys. Mm. Um, and I mean, the Grammys that happened, yeah, like, um, there's a lot more cynicism about awards. There was an annoying moment by Jay-Z. Mm. But I think I thought one thing that was quite interesting was uh, Miley Cyrus. Because uh, mm. she performed... Yeah. And I mean, I think she was going for the whole Tina Turner look. Mm. And she won her first Grammy and second Grammy yeah. for the song Flowers. She performed Flowers. But during the song, I think at one point she was, she improvised the lyrics to point out that she won her first Grammy. Um, and it was it was a very nice moment because Miley Cyrus, I mean, I never watched her when she was younger with Disney or something, right? Yeah. But I've always seen her as like, Okay, la, music, not my cup of tea, you know. But over the years, then she got like certain things where she goes like extreme with that. The guy on stage, who was the guy, the one, the blurred lines? Thick. Robin ah, Robin Thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got some controversy there, you know. Yeah. But now it feels like, oh, she's uh, um, evolved. It's like, you know, when you see people, it's almost like you you see people grow up and then finally yeah. reach a point where they're like, wow, okay, la, this is this, she's like fucking legit. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that she won in that performance, it was nice, like It was nice. Yeah. And she was on Joe Rogan's podcast at once at one point as so, well. Yeah. Oh, she went on Joe Rogan. Uh? Yeah, yeah, a few years back. Yeah. Oh shit! And she's only thirty one, no? Yeah, yeah, she's young. Yeah. She seems like she's like been around for so long. She's like another Justin Bieber, la. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, a nice moment. Uh. That clip is damn cute, uh. mm, mm. Um. So yeah, so kudos to her. Yeah. Well kudos done, Miley. Well done, Miley. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh. But yeah. Uh. That's all. That's all we have for today. Yeah. Uh, one more before Chinese New Year break. Yeah, one more to go before we break. Take a longer break for China over Chinese New Year. Like, yeah, right? man. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, if you enjoy this, if you are new, if you're 
If you have been here for a while, it would be great if you can recommend this to one other person. Follow us on social media, leave a review. And if you want to work with us, where should they email, Terrence? Contact at ministryoffunny.com. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you all soon.